Good morning, good morning. I was about to scream to y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Children of God. Good morning, new creation. Good morning. Being receivers because you're believers. Good morning. You are in the joy. Your life is your morning and it is good. You have the ability to say and see. Say and see. And what you say, what you want to see, it is what? It is good. Good morning. How do you see your morning? How do you see your morning? How do you see your noon? How do you see your evening? Then there you have it for your day. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Good day. From a good God who we serve. God invisible attributes. I love it. Got invisible characteristics. Got invisible features. I love it. Knowing first, we come from a man who we cannot see that is invisible, which is immortal. Immortal. Doesn't go anywhere. It always exists. Thank God. When you live. And you depart your body. It's not the end of you. You always live. Because we are immortal. Thank God for everlasting spirit. Thank God for spirituality. We cannot see this man move on our behalf naturally. But spiritually, we see everything that he does come to pass. And a lot of things that, we're do- that he's doing, we're not aware. But when we stop with our thoughts and put our intentions back on him, we realize, wait, that was God. God did that. I didn't even recognize that God did that. Imagine that. Invisibly around you all the days of your life. And we're just worshiping and praising to experience an encounter to feel the presence. I don't want to just feel your presence. I want to see your presence. I want to taste your presence. I want to smell your presence. Come on, somebody. We have natural senses and we have spiritual senses. Your spirit, man, is an invisible attribute of God. The attributes of your spirit man is the attributes of God. Every church that Paul has written to, he gave the same message, but he related it differently to each church. When he was speaking to the Romans, he was testifying back in the days of Exodus. How the children of God was beginning to serve each other and serve animals and serve things. And they know God. They walk with God. They know God is the creator. They see God as a creator. They encounter God as a creator. But they took their eyes off God. They knew him, but they did not honor him, St. Paul. Apostle Paul. They know him, but didn't honor him. So you mean I can know God, but don't honor God? Many of us say, we know God. Yes, I know him. I know him, but do I honor him? I'm a friend of God, but do I honor my friend? I worship God, but do I? Do I honor my worship? Do I honor my praise? Or do I do it because it's right to do? 
Is it good to do? Is necessary to do? Or do I have a heart to do it? Do I honor him? Or do I just want to get to know him? Know his ways. You can know his ways and don't live his ways because you've been given the ability to make a decision. Many people have backslid. We have even backslid. We know God, encountered God, and somehow took our eyes off. And that's what you call a backslider who go backwards. The only time that you look at anything from the past is to testify of his goodness as to how far he have brought you. How many steps you have taken from living one way to another way because you're testifying of his goodness because you honor the man you know. Abraham honored God. He knew God and he honored God. But it's because of Sarah caused him to be anxious because she wanted a child so much. I can't give you this child that I want that God promised you. You're standing. I'm standing. We believe it. I'm getting old here. Go ahead to the handmaid. Go ahead to Hagar. And then when Ishmael is born, now you disregard him. Now you can't stand him. Now you're getting jealous. Because what belongs to you, you just gave him permission to release to somebody else. Now you want them out of the house. And you put them in a predicament, a man of love, a man of faith, a man of God. Have the dishonor because of your decision. A lot of the men listen to their wives knowing that they know why that God had them to stand and believe only. And sometimes we as women or sisters, brothers, and ain't just always wives, mothers, women, period, can get impatient, become very vulnerable to the point you get anxious. Okay, we got to make a move, sweetheart. Make a move, son. Make a move, brother. Same as Eve with Adam. You gotta make a move. God say, wait, make a move. I don't want my wife to be mad at me. Now you have a decision to make. Do I wanna just know God or do I wanna honor God? I must honor God. It's what he says. You have to wait, sweetie. You have to wait. I can't move off your tantrums. I can't move off you wanting to be with me. I can't move off you wanting to do anything. I must stand and wait. You think God not going to tell me when to make a move? When I'm in his will because he said that I honor him? A man who I cannot physically see who is invisible? But here is a man that's invisible who blesses Blessings to manifest supernaturally into the natural. And aren't we living witness of that? For we are here. Paul told the Romans, the children of God know God's work, know God's hand. Seeing God at work, seeing the miracles, seeing the plagues, seeing from an unseen man. And know that he does exist. But they took his eyes off to put them on things they could physically see. So God allowed them to begin to lust after those things. Now imagine how our father feel at that very moment. I just taken you out of Egypt. And since you've been walking into the promised land, you've been complaining. I shouldn't say as a God. I shouldn't say as a father. I should have to say as a friend that I should destroy because you forgot to serve me. How about you choose not to serve me? You stop honoring me. How does that feel for our father to be honorable and to feel dishonored? 
walking beside him, knowing him, but don't honor him at the same time. What does it look like in the eyes of God to look back at something else that he delivered you from in the past? You went from knowing, and even if you're backsliding, it's no way a backslider can ever forget an encounter with God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. That's why God dealt to every man, not every other man, the measure of faith. He apologized to the Romans. Many times I said I was coming. I wasn't able to make it. But I will make it. I will make it. But receive this letter from me. We are children of God. Children of faith. Walk by grace. Live by faith. Walk by faith. Never by sight. Every church he addresses something different, but it's all unto the glory of God. He started out with Galatians, letting them know, yes, I greet you. Yes, I am Paul. Yes, a servant of Christ. But you say you walk in with God. You know the teachings of God. But you're not teaching what you have learned. Now you're under a different law. That's not the words of God that you're saying. And you encounter God. Galatians, you know you encounter God. So why are you acting as if you don't? If you speak anywhere outside of what God is saying... And out of what God is saying, you will be cursed. And that goes for every man, boy, girl, every animal, every living thing, even the, the angels, the angelicals. Anybody who speaks words outside of Christ, outside of faith, outside of God, shall be, will be cursed, Paul said. And then he began to testify. How important it is to go to those who don't know God instead of keep preaching to those who do know God. By keep addressing himself, Paul, the apostle of the Gentiles. People who don't walk with God, people who don't have a relationship with God. Hallelujah. So while we're walking with God, while we know God, let's honor God. This man who we physically cannot see. I'm, I'm stuck right there. And I mean like beautifully stuck. Not interruptly stuck. Seriously. The invisible attributes of God. My God. And look how they manifest guys. We're here because of the manifestations. Food in your house. Shoes on the floor. Clothes in, hung up. Folded up. You have a bed. You have a vehicle. You have, a, you have things. And most importantly, those just not two things, but most importantly, look at the spiritual things. You have life and that more abundantly. You will forever be. There's no end to you. There's an end to your flesh, but there's no end to you. You will always be. And that's why Satan trying to cut people from, you know, being fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth in such a way when it comes to offspring. We look at offspring in a sense in the natural. Thinking about our well-being, ourselves, regarding their future. We put all of us in their future. They're not even here. So you disregard the plan, period. I don't even want kids. Oh, college funds? Oh, God, oh, nah, I ain't got time for that. The behavior? Uh-uh. The child care expenses? Uh-uh. An extra mouth to feed? Uh-uh. It's all you, 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 and not God. And didn't he take great care of you? I'm not saying go out here and do something you don't want to do. I'm just saying know the purpose as to why you're saying what you don't want to do. Always check the motives. God has shown me why 
he has it in my heart to be open, to be free for him to do whatever he wants to. Let him do it. And it's blowing my mind. I had no idea I would have more children than David. That's not what I saw for myself. I even think to even open up to even think of like that. And then I see the significance of why God said something. Why God put that there. Giving birth to life. Eternal life. Eternal beings. That will always be. Kingdom expansion. There are no limits. When I was a little girl, I see two rounds. Wow, double portion. And I used to always say, God, is there enough room for everybody in the kingdom? Because I had a limit. By space, I begin to see how far the sky is. And how wide the sky is. And how long the sky is. Is it enough for us to be up there? Would you run out of space? No. Because there are no limits. Do you know what that even look like? There are no limits to everything about you. There are no limits to the wealth God has for you. There's no limit. The world has a limit. There's a, a certain amount that the highest you can receive in the world. But to God, there are no limits. Haven't even been written yet in the world way. But in God, it's already written. There's no limit to the joy of God, the peace of God. You can always receive more and more. So why stay where you are? You're good, exceeding, excelling, going further. I'm just so blown away by this man we cannot physically see and responsible for it all. So I say, Father, I want to see Naturally, spiritually. I want spiritually seeing you to become my natural, to become my norm. I don't want to be so, you know, used to seeing in the natural what we see every day without physical eyes that God blessed us to see. I want to see so much more spiritually, more than I do naturally. And I begin to tell the angels, I want to see you, not only when I go home with the part of my body, show thyself in my bedroom. You can do that. I have a spirit, man. So are you. You are spirit. And you can only come to me spirit to spirit. And my spirit is talking to you. It always does and it always will. Show thyself in my bedroom. I went in the kitchen to fix me a um, fruit salad. And all of a sudden I start seeing these, these angels rush. <laughs> rush. Past me. And I was like, wait. I turned the light on first because it was a little, it was pretty dark in the dining room. And I said, wait, <laughs> I'm gonna get used to this. I'm not used to this. I'm not used to this, but I'm gonna get used to it. I turned the light on and I begin to walk in the living room and I said, I see you guys. Don't tiptoe around me. No, I wanna grow in this area. I'm making the adjustments. Show yourself as much as you can while I'm still here. Because you can. And I know you will. And then all of a sudden I begin to feel all of their presence just hugging me while I'm fixing my food. And God said, everything you ask is released unto you. I know you asking, but when you ask... Know that it's granted unto you because you're asking with purpose. And know with that purpose, you have favor. See yourself favored for you to also encounter my yes and amen. That what you say and what you ask, that it be granted unto you. So see the angels around you. Can you see? But you can't see them from the natural. And that's what you're asking. You want to see them to the point you can naturally touch them. That can't ever happen. So you want to see them spiritually and that you already do. So enjoy every encounter. But I get what you're saying. You want to physically touch and feel the touch. But it can only be spirit to spirit. 
And Quenisha, I created my children in the earth, spirit, soul, and body. So your spirit man is overruling, but you still have a body that they cannot relate or respond to. You can see two worlds, two ways at once. They can only see everything spiritually, manifested naturally, but it's still spiritually. They don't think like mere men. And mere men, just people thinking in the natural, with limits. And everyone has a reason as to why they do what they do, whether it's an excuse or not. But I love how Paul say to the Romans, there is no excuse as a children of God that he can ever give you not to say that you have not encountered him in such a way when you are a child of God. Who have encountered him in every way. So how foolish is it to encounter God and don't honor him? Hallelujah. See, Quenisha was asking to have angels walk in my room. Hey, what's up, Q? <laughs> you know? But it has to be spiritual. I just want it so much to the point it becomes natural. But you got to know that natural is supernatural. Let the supernatural be your natural norm. Hallelujah. Just knowing that we come from a spiritual world. And we walking around living. Living. Come from the same place. The same person. What caused me to just go all out and stay all out for God. Because he been through it all with us. From generation upon generation. And I look at this man. In spirit and in truth. And I let him know I know the truth. I see you for who you are. And you're going to see that in me. You're going to see that in my behavior. By me knowing who I am. Now I'm not saying I'm grace due to behavior. I'm not saved due to behavior. But I know how to be as a child of God. I know how to be Christ-like. That is the behavior. I will no longer cuss. I will no longer fuss. I will no longer fight. I will no longer drink. Or whatever you can think you can do that's unlike Christ. Anymore. I said, Father, I want to fall in love with the word. I just don't know where at to, to, to begin right now. For this season, where? Where do I want to fall in love at? Where at in the word? I, I love the entire word. But what scripture, what book? And God just had me just every teaching and preaching of Paul. Listen to Paul right now, Quenisha. He has a lot to say. Because the word remains forever. Paul, word still remains. It still applies. It will always apply to a believer. Honor God. Know God. Worship God. Walk in faith. God said, I will bless you, Abraham, and my son. Abraham is a man of faith. And God caused Moses to release laws for the children of God. And God used Moses to release laws of the land for his children to be kept until Christ came. So now you guys are being very rebellious. See, Abraham's generation and Moses' generation is totally different. Just like our grandmother's generation and our generation is totally different. But we got to realize the difference in us and theirs versus Abraham's and Moses. They were both under the old covenant. Our great great grandparents is under the new covenant. So as the time goes further, it gets greater. So we got to stop saying it was better back in the day. Yes, people have changed. But guess what? Now that you know the truth, you've been set free. Now make the change. Reveal the truth. The world way is a lie. It's filled with restrictions. It's filled with laws. It's filled with limitations. Contrary to grace. 
So as the time goes further, it gets greater. Christ's not coming back to find us in distress. He's coming back to find us his glory. God's glory. He said the whole earth is filled with the glory of God. God's glory is his manifested presence. God's presence is good. So stop thinking bad about the future when God is the beginning and the end. Your victory is already assured. And between Abraham and Moses' generations, God used, um, excuse me, Moses to release the laws for the children of God to abide by. And if you, you know, make a mistake and don't follow the laws and sin, you have to offer up a sacrifice that shows your obedience unto the one you serve. Hallelujah. And it's done a lot. Hallelujah. Love the story of Cain and Abel, but I don't have too much time to get into that right now. You know it. I feel you do. Hallelujah. And he said, because my children are stopped using their faith as descendants of Abraham, I have to send someone in the line to release my laws for them to obey me until I send my son to cover them by my grace. So in between that time, you have to abide by these laws until I send my son. And thank God for the prophets who prophesied about Christ. Every prophet prophesied about Christ. Hallelujah. The coming of Christ. So much afforded us by Christ being here. Hallelujah. If we meditate on grace, meditate on mercy, how about meditate on salvation? I have the ability to ask God to forgive me, accept Christ as my Lord, and not be born again as a new creation, and all the old things be passed away, and everything new, which is my true identity, I can now receive, which is everything I always wanted, and that always remain. There's no end to my life of abundance, because I can have it more and more abundantly. Many people suffer because of a lack of knowledge. It's so important to gain. And gain in the right area. In the right direction. Many people got gained knowledge in the wrong direction. And that's why we have many religions. Paul didn't preach about religion. He still considered them to be Jews. But you know. Not circumcised under grace through Christ through faith. You're a believer. Christianity is just saying Christ like. Then we got Baptist, Methodist, Epistotic, Pentecostal. So many Jews, atheists, just don't believe, Buddhists, Hinduism, then you got the tribal things. When we go out into these places, I thank God that he created Equinesia to easily to adapt Go to these places without panicking. Because many people live differently. You could be around another believer, but your culture is different from where you're from. Hallelujah. When I go to places and in I see the worship 
Sometimes I could barely stand. Even when you guys open your mouths and worship. Your worship puts me on the floor. Because here is another who understands what I know. You know what? God, man. Oh, God. Oh, God, thank you. God just let me find something I thought I lost. And God said, remember, Quenisha, nothing is never lost. Just ask me to restore it. It's a jury piece that I've been looking for. And I just given up on it. I said, Father, just show me where it is. I just walked straight to it, just talking to you guys by getting up and thanking God for your worship. See what happens? Thank you, Father. <laughs> I love you. I love all of you. When you open your mouth and sing or just move your hands and dance and praise from a place of knowing God because you honor him. God blessed me to feel his emotions and God vents to me but he doesn't vent all the time no no he does not but he does vent he has characteristics yes that many of us operate in the opposites he's patient many of us are anxious he feels some kind of way about that as a person who say they're a believer and he's supposed to. We have every right to because he so loved us that he gave his son to free us from that. So why still walk in it? Why still choose, keyword choose, to walk in it? Hallelujah. Everything we do, we must first do it with God, unto God. Don't ever want to exclude God out of anything. And I thank God that you don't. But when it comes to you guys, worship and praise. You love God. You honor God. My goodness, I can feel how he feel regarding your worship. And God will counsel you just for you to ask him to do something that he already put in you to do. He just wants you to ask him so he can do it. A lot of things come without confessions, I'm trying to tell you. And without asking. He, you have not because what? You ask not. And I thank God for that. Just know what the eyes. And when you walk with him, you know. You wouldn't ask for something that's according to somebody else's, you know, desires. That doesn't even apply to you. But it benefits you as a child of God because we are connected as one. And God said to me. No, I said to God one night, guys. In my bedroom, I was 25 years old. Never forget. I said, God. I had no idea what counsel was or that God would even counsel me. He used my spiritual prayers to tell me right after this what God would do. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's what he did. Let me get you, let me tell you guys what he did. Oh God, I'm talking all around it. I said, God, you always concerned about what we're thinking, how we're feeling. How do you feel? What's on your mind? What's on your heart? Talk to me. And I meant like really vent to me. Your secret safe. Your secret safe with me. Talk to me. Thank you. He showed me grace. Number five. Huge. Thank you, Father. I receive it all. Oh, God. Hey. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, your plane taking off. I'm going somewhere. So take me. Come on now. Go. Okay, get back to my thing. How are you going to show me something I'm talking to you? <laughs> God. <laughs> God. Hey. And, um. That very night, guys, he began to vent to me. He wanted me to ask because he already gifted me to receive him, you know, his personality in such a personal and tangible way. And guess what? Every single one of us have God, all of God, in such a way. And there's no end to what you want to receive from him. There's no such thing for me to ever preach as if I'm special and you're not. We're just gifted differently, but it's all unto the glory of him. So get to know those things you don't know about God that he already placed within you to find out. Imagine that fully equipped and created and crafted to receive God, you know, personality far as him venting how he feel his emotions regarding things that you don't normally know unless you know him. And you won't know him unless you honor him. 
We are friends of God. Friends. We are friends. That was major for God to have Abraham to offer up his son as a sacrifice. That's major. That's not minor. Everything about that encounter was major. And here is Isaac walking with his father. Okay, we're preparing for a sacrifice. Where's the sacrifice? I thank God that he didn't have Abraham and it never was God's intentions for Abraham to tell Isaac, it's you. And knowing that Isaac, knowing God, he would have lied there as a sacrifice. A person who don't know God, similar to Cain, would have got the heck up out of there once he said, it's you. Who? Nuh-uh. That's dead. Isaac would have lied there for his father, Abraham. Yes, he would have. And I'm saying it in the kingdom right now, hashtag truth. They saying true, true that. But God said he will back you up and back his word up with demonstrations of power. That is a demonstration of his power. Hashtag truth. Saying that supernaturally and releasing that in the atmosphere naturally. That's a demonstration. And God didn't put him in a predicament to have to even say that. Because guess what? There was a ram in the bush. I'm trying to take somebody. Come on. Come on. And God has shown me two lambs right now. It went from one, you know, weeks ago. Now there's two. Two ramps. Two ramps. <laughs> double portion. You're receiving a double portion for your trouble. And don't see double portion with the limit as in, you know, two. No, see it as double of every good thing with no end being doubled. A limitless life of abundance doubled. Limitless joy doubled. Come on, somebody. You've been persecuted. Oh, here comes your double portion. I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) You're persecuted for Christ for righteousness sake. But Christ said, I will not tell you to leave or do anything for me as if you're suffering because of me. Don't blame me for your suffering when I suffer for you to be free. That's what Christ meant. Stop looking at me saying, I'm suffering because of Christ. No, I suffer because of you. Get it right. You're being persecuted for righteousness sake. Now, if you consider yourself suffering, you don't know who you are. Because if you know what persecution affords you, come on, Paul. Come on, Peter. Come on, every great leader. Come on, all of you. We know through the persecution awaits a reward. Like Paul say, I give praise during my persecution. Even David put the childish ways behind. In a lot of David's songs, he was crying out to God, deliver me from my enemies. They're seeking to destroy me. They're seeking to kill me. Punish them. Kill them, God. And then you can see when I mean, uh, David began to mature by knowing who he is. Wait a second. I must give praise. Why am I crying? Why am I afraid? I must give praise. Again, I say rejoice. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Raise your hands. Clap your hands. Do a dance. Sing a new song. David begin to sing different songs. Making declarations unto himself. Stirring himself up. I was glad when they said unto me. Come on, somebody. Because David begin to see. Wait. God has placed himself on the inside of me to use me to bring others back to him. So I am beneficial as to being here. He would not allow nothing to happen to me. He is my refuge. 
He is my secret place. He is my dwelling place. The Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom should I fear? Whom and why should I ever be afraid? For in the time of trouble, he shall hide. You know what? God, he shall hide me. I will look unto the hills. By lifting up my eyes to the hills, which cometh my help. My God, my help cometh from the Lord. The Lord who made heaven and earth. He said, he will not suffer thy foot, thy foot over Oh, the Lord which keepeth thee, he will not slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my friend. The Lord is everlasting. The Lord is invisible, but he still exists. He's still the all-sufficient one. He is El Elyon. The Lord is my beginning. The Lord is my end. The Lord is my life. It's the Lord who wake me up. It's the Lord who keep me standing up. The Lord grant me favor to cast down every mountain. The Lord has empowered me to cease every storm. I would not name a storm. Because I have a name above every name of any storm. The Lord is my life. The Lord is my life. And when I walk with life, I'm walking in light. And I outshine every form of darkness. So do you. God has shown me a magnet made in the form of a horseshoe. These words are an attraction to the kingdom because you're talking kingdom-like. Receive your new garments. Receive the treasures. Because God said, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Bless all the poor in heart, for they shall see God. He healed your heart. Your heart is fixed. Your heart is whole. That is a good message. It's not always turn from your wicked ways. No, what I got to say, you're not going to want to be wicked anymore. I have great news. No, you're not hungry. Desperately, naturally. You're hungry spiritually. Eat. Eat the good word of the Lord, which is the good news of our God. Don't be afraid that Christ's coming back. Be glad in it. He's not looking to find sin. Sin already existed in the beginning. Before Adam was even created here, as a being, Satan already got kicked out. Sin was already on the earth before man got here. That's a living proof that God doesn't show Satan everything. Because Satan had no idea that God would send Christ. He just heard God say to Christ, let us make man. Imagine if he would have heard him continue on the conversation. And because of one man, the man that I make in my image will be made a sinner. But because of another man, which is you, my son. Christ already knew he was coming here. He already knew what, what Satan would do. You don't have to let your right hand know what your left hand know all the time. Looking at Satan, God created Satan to be a worship leader and have us to defeat his plan with our praise. Because God said our praise steals the plan of the enemy. But he's created, he was created to praise and lead in praise, lead in worship. And yet he got to watch us praise God. And his plan become destroyed every time we do. 
So why not continue to praise? Hallelujah. I thank God that the scriptures God told me. I said, Father, I need you to help me to be a better mother. When my son was very young, I really care about parenting and I go all out for it. And I used to just, I had a Bible that I got. Some of you were sowing Bibles in my life. I asked God, whatever I asked God for, when I rededicated my life back to God, you know, when I asked God, I said, God, I want a Bible. I want a fancy looking Bible. Mine's a little, you know, torn up. I got so many. One Bible, somebody gave me a book, and it was like 12 different translations at once. I got, how can I turn this around? But I had like nine different Bibles made in nine different ways. I said, oh my God, thank you, Father. So the old Bible, what I did was I cut the, cut the scriptures up and I put them in my son's pockets when he went to school. And I thank God it covered him. Because I was told that some teachers were doing certain things to students. And I would have parents keep an eye on my child without me even knowing they're doing that. And so I got a phone call. Quinesha, your son had been sitting in the hallway for three hours by himself. Why? Because they, they say he wasn't listening. What? He's only two and a half, three. What do you mean? He been sitting there. I sat there and watched the whole time. Two to three hours he been in the hallway. And I didn't want to tell you, but he's in the hallway all the time. Being disregarded. What? And I'm paying for this? I'm paying for them to keep my kid in the hallway? Oh, no, we can't do this. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? That's why a lot of parents want to keep their kids at home. Skip the daycare scene. When your child not old enough to talk, the infant scene and all of that. Baby sitting all of you, you know. Can't just send your child anywhere. No one does. But everybody not called to be at home with their kids. God had me. He told me. When your son gets old enough, you know, he has to go to child care. You have to go back to work. Okay. And God will protect your kids all the time, every time. Because what parent would want to sit with their kids? And God said, old enough today, wing off, and that's it. And my child was being disregarded big time. And I saw his graduation picture. Graduated from daycare. I saw his, uh, they take a picture before the ceremony, so it's like a class picture. And I saw tears in his eyes, but he was smiling. What? And Holy Spirit said to me, Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Why was he crying, Holy Spirit? And why is he smiling as if somebody just told him to smile? Because that's the fakest smile my son ever had. Holy Spirit said, calm down. Calm down. I got this. Things like that never happened again. In fact, he was being from disregarded to being favored. Favored. You're not going to play with nobody's children. I'm not just speaking on behalf of mine. I'm speaking on behalf of children, period. God put a great desire in me to love just kids around the world. Because they are the future. We are our future. We're here in our future. We're not here in our natural body here forever. So if you don't want to be fruitful, then what to look forward to? What descendants will you have? What legacy would you leave behind if there's nothing to leave? You understand? Hallelujah. I'm not saying go out and have a big conception party when you get married. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying just stay open for whatever God wants to do through you. There's many things God wants you to do that you have no idea. Hallelujah. God is showing me the symbol of the Monopoly game, free parking. You know when one of the corners got free parking? He just showed me that right now, free parking. 
Anything with free on it sounds good to me. Hallelujah. My son has been favored ever since Holy Spirit said, I got this. They go above and beyond for my child, and I love it. You have one of the world's sweetest children. You know, and the sweetest child, excuse me, in the world. Everywhere he went, I sent them to the stores, walking distance, and if I happen to go, and they'd be like, this is your son. That's understandable. By knowing you, I see where he gets it from. And we both are like God, and so are you. So this is my time from now. I'm not going through a whole hour. I'm only 10 minutes from it, but I won't do the other 10 minutes. So just enjoy honoring God, making the adjustments, whatever it takes to become better. Just see it through. It feels so good to become better. God show me two rounds, double portion of him supplying in your life. My neighbor upstairs just bought a surround sound, you know, you know, when tax time come, people, you know, go wild. You know, you understand? <laughs> but they put a huge surround sound. And I'd be like, wow, it sounds so amazing up there. <laughs> you know, I wonder, can y'all hear it? You might can. Let me turn this off. I want, I want y'all to hear this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you hear you can hear them walking around too up there. Oh God. But seriously, they have a huge surround sound. And it sounds like very entertaining. Especially to watch something that you like watching, you know? You just feel like you're there in the theater. You know, I like things like that too. Hallelujah. I love you guys so much. Enjoy everything. And when I say enjoy, enjoy. How you not going to enjoy being prosperous? How you not going to enjoy being free? But don't think that you can enjoy without making adjustments. The enjoyment come out of the adjustments. Hallelujah. I love you so much. I thank God for you. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you.